All right, back with another edition of our Preps Podcast. This is Kyle Nedrit, joined by Logan Hunt of the Mick Network. And, uh, Logan, we are into uh, week six now. Basically, we're at the halfway point of the season, uh, just past the, uh, you know, the basically the half point of the regular season, and everybody guaranteed uh, ten games as much as you can be guaranteed anything this season. But uh, heading into uh, week six, and, and, Logan, it's probably going to be – uh, you know, the the more we look at it, it, it looks like Center Grove is the, you know, kind of the team in the mick for sure and, and possibly the, the team in 6A. Uh, I had a chance to see him play on Friday against North Central, the uh, second time I've seen him this year. And it was just a, you know, really a uh, demolition of, uh, of North Central, 47 to nothing. Uh, they played as, uh, you know, as complete of a game as they probably have all season. And uh, North Central, you just kind of got the feeling that it wasn't going to be their night uh, pretty early, and it just got progressively worse uh, for the Panthers, and they dropped to 4-1. and one. They were ranked third coming into that game in 6A, and I don't know if that tells you that maybe they were a, a slight bit overrated or maybe that's just the gap uh, between 1 and 3 this year. But, you know, I know you've had a chance to see Center Grove, and, and you know, I, I kind of wrote about this after, uh, you know, on Sunday going into Monday, uh, that if they continue on this pace, you know, they're going to be one of these teams that we look at eventually as, as one of the teams that, uh, you know, kind of go down in history. And in order to do that, you have to win state. You have to probably go undefeated uh, to put yourself in that upper stratosphere. And, you know, more of the more recent vintage we've seen, you know, the Warren Central uh, 2018 team and Ben Davis 2017 teams, I think have probably been the, the best teams that I've seen in the last decade or so. Uh, you can go back further, you know, Warren Central of 06, uh, Ben Davis of uh, of 91, you know, even farther back, you know, the manual team. I, I wrote about that years ago. The uh, 58 uh, manual team was, was super, super dominant. There's others throughout the, the, the history books, but, you know, not to say, you know, Center Grove still has to finish the job and do everything, uh, win every game basically to, to put themselves up there. But I would say, Logan, at this point, you know, the way the, as dominant as their defense is, and now it looks like that offense starting to round into into form like we knew they could. Uh, they're kind of on that on that path right now. Absolutely. I mean, they've checked a couple of the boxes along the way. They still, like you said, have a few more boxes to check. And uh, what, what people need to remember, and especially in recent memory of that 2017 Ben Davis team, they ran into a Warren Central team uh, there uh, in the playoffs that gave them all they could handle. They kind of slipped out of there with a win and Warren Central likewise in 2018 faced a North Central team that matched up real well against them and took them all the way to the wire and they kind of slipped out with a victory. So even with how dominant some of these teams are that we remember, you know, whether it's their offense or defense or all around, there still always seems to be a game in the playoffs that, that, that starts, you know, that it brings a little bit more extra edge that, you know, these teams look maybe a little bit more human. So we have to remember that as well, that maybe it isn't just a foregone conclusion that, the, you know, the Center Grove's going to uh, possibly be hoisting the trophy at Luke Soil uh, for the 6A championship. Uh, but obviously they are the front runner for a very good reason. When you, when you pitch three shutouts, I mean, when you, when you blank Warren Central, you blank Carmel, you blank North Central in big hyped-up environments, uh, three out of your five games your defense hasn't allowed a single score – that's something that there's something to be said about, as well as your offense scoring as much as it has. I mean, they've only scored under 35 points one time. So yeah. uh, it, it's shaping up to be uh, an historic year for the Center Grove Trojans. Like I said, still a long way to go, but when you're, when you're averaging 40 points and your defense is averaging 
you know, only giving up about five, six points, you know, about a touchdown, that that's that's pretty incredible. Yeah, and it's partially, you know, I would say too, and you mentioned the 2017 Ben Davis team, that was a really good game against Warren, and we saw Warren the next year uh, kind of become that same type of team that Ben Davis was that year, but they also had a really tough game against North Central, actually, in the uh, in the regional and it took a, a they were they were leading late I, I can't remember the exact score of that game uh, offhand but uh the, it was close game late about midway through the fourth quarter David Bell uh they they kicked it pretty much right down the middle of the field uh, kind of a low punt and and Bell had room to move and you almost knew before he caught it it was going to go for a touchdown and that kind of changed the whole uh, course of that game gave gave Warren a little breathing room, and I anticipate there will be a game like that down the road for Center Grove. Uh, I don't think this is going to be a cakewalk. You're going to get tested at some point. Either you don't have your best game, or you know somebody comes up, and it could be a team like Brownsburg, who who is who's right there. Uh, I think as far as you you look at the best teams in the state, they have that type of offense that. Uh, can give anybody trouble and I think would have some success at least against Center Grove but you know that game's way down the road you know Brownsburg would still have to get through you know if that meeting happens that would mean Brownsburg would have to beat uh, one of Carmel or uh, Pike or Avon uh, and two of those most likely to get through the uh, sectional even so there's a long way to go and, and but if you look at it I mean Center Grove they have 1,224 rushing yards. Their opponents have 112. I mean, that, that, that goes to show you, you know, in the first half score, 127 to 7. You know, and so, you know, when their first team defense and first team offense is in the game, uh, it just hasn't been even a, a challenge so far. And that, that is telling. The only game so far, and I covered it, was the Warren Central game was 3 to nothing in the, in the first half and ended up being 20 to nothing for the game. But, Again, in that game, Warren didn't have a first down until late in the third quarter. Uh, very similar to the North Central game. North Central did not have a first down until late in the third quarter either. Uh, and both of those teams, you know, were, were ranked in the top ten. Like I said, North Central was third. Uh, so, so when you talk about these things, and, and as far as being an all-time team, those are the type of thing. Those are the numbers that pop off the page uh, when you talk about those things. But like I said, that that you know. That stuff we can talk about later. I bring it up because I don't have to worry about it. I don't lose or win games. I can write about it and and uh, kind of conjecture what could happen. But you know, obviously, you got to still win every game to be mentioned in that in that realm. But you know, I, I get the sense, Logan, that the we've talked about the defense before. We kind of know what they are at this point. But I think the offense is is uh, is better than it was a few weeks ago. And I think Carson Steele starting to find himself again. You know, being that running back that can carry, you know, 25, 30 times a game if necessary. And Connor Delp is really, and we knew he was good coming into the year, he's really become a great receiver for this team and a, a really a, a favorite target for Taven Jackson, who hasn't had to do a lot of running so far, but I think we'll see that element down the road as well. And then you throw Daniel Weems in there at running back, and there's just not a lot of, you know, you kind of think about what is the, the weakness of this team, and I, I can't really find one. No, there, there is not. You look on the offensive side and you see, you know, Taven Jackson just pinpointing passes, putting them where they need to be, finding Connor Delp, like you said, his favorite target. It's like you, you know when Delp's going to get you. know when there's a pass and you're going, okay, put two guys on, put three guys on him, and he still comes up with the ball. He still, They still find a way to connect with them. You know they have a good run game. We've talked about the defense. Then you have special teams. There's no flaws there on the special teams side. I mean, you're winning 
uh, all three aspects of the game, offense, defense, and special teams. They're just there. There is not necessarily a weak spot that we have found yet. There might be, but but no one has discovered it quite yet on this Center Grove Trojan team. And I think the numbers are telling. I mean, when when you're talking about you know racking up a thousand yards and you know moving the decimal place over defensively, uh, that, that's just incredible. So uh, if, if there if there is a weak spot, uh, we just we have not uncovered it yet, and I'm just not sure if there is. I think maybe a, a quick passing game is probably the best way to go about it. But I, you know, I again, those easier said than done. Uh, <laughs> they will play. Center Grove has uh, Lawrence Central on uh, Friday. Uh, Lawrence Central zero and five, and then they they have Pike at Pike in two weeks, and then uh, interesting finish to the season as they play at Lawrence North on October 9th, and then Cathedral on October sixteenth. That is also a home game. Kind of in this weird year, they have six home games in uh, three road games as it stands right now. Uh, but uh, people are probably tired of hearing us uh, write and talk about Center Grove, but uh, that that's just been a, a really an outstanding team as we expected, probably even more than we expected coming in uh, so far this season. But like I said, they play uh, 0-5 Lawrence Central on Friday and then Pike next week. Uh, Logan, what do you think? Where does North Central kind of go from here? Uh, you know, they – that the first time they've been beaten this year, uh, they had a couple close wins in the last uh, three weeks. Actually, three close games. HSC was a one-point uh, game and a, a late late score. Uh, that was a, uh, a, a like I said, a one-point game at HSC, and then a ten nothing win over Warren Central, and then a twenty-seven twenty-one win over Lawrence North, and then the bottom kind of falls out. And they have a tough game this week against Carmel. What do, what do you think about where the Panthers are? Uh, clearly, offensively, uh, wasn't where they needed to be on Friday. Frankly, defensively, wasn't wasn't either. And that's, you know, they they thought that would be a strength uh, going into that game and had been for them uh, for the most part this season. But now you got to bounce back and play a rival game uh, with Carmel on Friday and a, and a team that they defeated last year, but uh, a Carmel team that's coming off two pretty pretty good wins, close wins uh, the last two weeks. No, exactly that. I mean, you if you're North Central, you have to refocus. It's all about that, that short-term memory. I mean, you, you have to get back to it with the Greyhounds coming into this one with a lot of momentum after they kind of kind of escaping by uh, the Pike Red Devils and then went on a last-second field goal against Lawrence North. You know, Carmel's starting to gain a little momentum. They're, they're starting to figure things out offensively. They're starting to put some more points on the board. So if you're North Central, especially that defense, after giving up 47 points, you have to come you know, locked and loaded and ready to go. I mean, this is a Carmel team and, and a rivalry game where the Grands are going to be looking for, for some revenge on, on who's ruling the north side. So uh, this is a game that you have to immediately refocus on. You let that one go. You're still playing uh, for, you know, the mid-conference. There's still, there's still a chance that you can get in there, get a share of it. And uh, I think ultimately you're still proving to yourself that, that you're – your program is at the level that it is. Uh, we've seen North Central really make that turn ever since uh, Coach Kevin O'Shea got there these last couple of years. Uh, they've been one of the top contenders in the MIC and in the state. So this is a team that you, you don't want this year those close losses against Lawrence, or those close wins, excuse me, against Lawrence North and Warren Central and Southeastern to kind of go in vain. You want those to still be a point that you look back on the year and say, yeah, we pulled out those victories. We, we pulled those out. So if you're North Central, you have to refocus. That's just where it comes down to. Get back to the drawing board. Let this week go. Burn the film and get back to it. Yeah, I think that's probably a good idea. There wasn't much good that came uh, out of that game other than possibly some motivation for this week. Uh, like I said, la- la- two years ago I covered this game. It was at North Central. It was a, a 
probably one of the best games I've covered. It was 41-40. Uh, Carmel ended up pulling that game out in three overtimes. Uh, just a wild, wild game. It looked like North Central had it, uh, couldn't quite finish it. Carmel came back and and, and won that game. And kind of a similar, uh, you know, way Carmel has, has given up some leads here late in in, the, in games these last two weeks, and then found a way to get it done, uh, including this past week against Lawrence North. Spencer Hanna, thirty-four yard field goal uh, late in that game as time expired, the last play of the game. Uh, to beat Lawrence North, which uh, that was you know a comeback that Lawrence North had. They were down 33 to 20, uh, two touchdowns late, uh, and go ahead with a minute 16 left, and then uh, Carmel comes back down the field. That was Hannah's uh, fifth field goal in that game. So uh, really a good weapon uh, for that Carmel offense, able to finish those drives at least with points uh, several times down the field. And, and Carmel, they had uh, Luke Conley playing running back uh, this past week, and he. Uh, had a nice game, ran hard. Uh, I watched some highlights of that yesterday. Uh, 121 yards on uh, 16 carries for Conley, and uh, Zach Osborne ran the ball well, as did Colton Parker. Uh, so they've they've kind of got it going on the ground a little bit. 312 yards rushing against Lawrence North, and a uh, mixed in the passing game. But the defense, Logan, has 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 struggled, and it has you know the last couple weeks, even in these wins, uh, 506 yards of offense for Lawrence North. Uh, I don't know if that'll you know that'll be the same this week against North Central, but uh, if it is, then that spells trouble for Carmel. But you also get the sense that maybe this is a team that needed to win a couple close games, uh, kind of get its footing, and and, uh, and and they found a way to get it done, and now sit here at three and two going into this week, and still with a you know a chance to uh, to do some good things uh, these next few weeks with uh, Ben Davis, Warren, and and Lawrence Central coming up. They could they could finish this year uh, seven and two still. No, and you're absolutely right. And when you look at those losses, losing to Cathedral by a couple touchdowns and then losing to Center Grove in, in, in not really dramatic fashion, right. um, those are those are two of the best teams in the state that I think most people can agree on. You're looking at the number one team in 6A and the number one team in 5A. So those aren't bad losses. And, and like you said, I think they, they really needed to find their identity, find their grounding, see, see how they were going to play this year out. Uh, after kind of getting a late start to it and, and getting a big double overtime win against Pike and then uh, last second field goal against Lawrence North, that those are the motivation. That that's the confidence builder right there for for the Greyhounds. And when you start looking at the back half of your schedule, you see some traditional powerhouses like like Ben Davis, like Warren Central, that maybe aren't having the best of years. I mean, not saying that they still aren't dangerous, but but the, the, those names aren't ringing the bell like like they used to in recent years. So. Uh, like you said, there's a very strong possibility you could see the Greyhounds at seven wins going into uh, going into the playoffs here, and you never know. Uh, the Greyhounds, even though they're in the South, could find themselves in a rematch with Center Grove, you know, late in semi-state possibly, and and, and watching uh, watching a, a, a revenge game with a rival uh, in the playoffs. That'd be something to see. How much of this Logan, do you, you know, Center Grove's dominance do you think is just some of these some of these other power teams? Uh, are a little bit down, maybe Carmel, uh, you know, lost a lot from last year's team. Ben Davis, we knew going in that they were in sort of a rebuilding uh, mode somewhat, uh, you know, in Warren Central, you know, they are extremely inexperienced coming into the season. And I think they're better, you know, probably their better years are still to come these next two years as, as they kind of uh, reload, I guess. But, you know, it, teams like Lawrence North are obviously better. Pike is better. Uh, but some of the traditional powers just aren't as maybe as strong this season. 
Well, no, you're absolutely right. When you talk about six, say there's four teams that, that have dominated it, and that's Center Grove, Carmel, Warren, and, and Ben Davis, you know, north, south, east, and west. I mean, that, that's that's who, that, those are the only four teams that have won. And uh, when, when Carmel, Warren, and Ben Davis all exit, having down years, that is going to, that is going to help <laughs> for center growth. I mean, that, that's definitely going to help when, when those teams maybe aren't quite as good, but then you're seeing teams like North Central and Lawrence North and Pike kind of rise up their game. And we saw a little bit of this last year where there just wasn't a dominant team in the MIC, uh, where there was a, a lot of parity, a lot of teams kind of with two losses in the MIC. It was maybe winning at home, losing on the road, uh, that, that type of feel where there's a lot more parity. I think we still have a lot of that this year. It's just center growth brought their whole team back and oh by the way that whole team consists of division one linemen and, and sure. breakout superstars and, and war horse running backs and all and all sorts of things so uh, i i think you know it not to take anything away from center growth because this team uh would be uh, phenomenal regardless of who the other competition was maybe you know they wouldn't dominate as much but i think they would still be winning Absolutely, and the the other two games, Logan in the Mick this week, Lawrence North is at Ben Davis. Uh, I, I, that may be the most interesting Mick game, uh, all 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 things considered, because of where they're at right now. And then Warren Central's at Pike. That's also really an interesting game too. You had a chance to see Ben Davis on Friday beat Warren Central, twenty one to fourteen. What 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 was your takeaway? This is kind of a similar situation. Ben Davis was one and three last year. Uh, goes to Warren Central. Uh, I'm sorry, they they hosted Warren Central last year and won that game. Kind of uh, turned their season around, and they ended up going to the semi-state and, and finished eight and five. You got on a roll late in the year. Uh, can this be a similar situation? Do they have a, a chance to beat uh, Lawrence North this week? Absolutely, they do. I mean, th- this this week's game uh, or last week's game with Ben Davis and Warren Central just felt like deja vu. Uh, ben Davis came out, scored on the first first drive down the field. Uh, got a touchdown, and then Warren Central well, was able to answer back. There was a lot of turnovers in between some fumbles, some uh, fourth down conversions that were stopped by the defenses. I mean, there was fake, fake field goals. There was everything, everything in between. The second and the third quarter was total chaos where the defense was just running circles around the offense. We get to the fourth quarter, you know, it's 14-7. to 7. Warren Central was ahead, and then Ben Davis, you know, they score, and then they, then they go for two. Then they get the two-point conversion, and all of a sudden – Ben Davis has all this momentum. Warren Central gets down the field. They attempt, you know, like a 53-yard field goal. They miss it. Ben Davis and Brandon Fuentes actually broke a big run for for the Giants. Gets tackled at about the 10-yard line with Ben Davis up by a point. And uh, there's about a minute 30 remaining. Well, then Ben Davis, they run it in. They score. Well, now all of a sudden it's a seven-point game. And Ben Davis, they instead of just kicking the field goal, the extra point to make it eight points, they go for two. They don't get it. So now Warren Central gets the ball back with about a minute 30 to go. No timeouts remaining uh, with a chance to tie. And Ben Davis' defense held strong at about the 50-yard line. They they held him on a fourth down uh, where Warren Central got it to, to, to Jermaine Watson. And he's about a yard short. Ben Davis' defense really swarmed to it and got it. And came out of there with a win. But, I mean, it felt like deja vu from last year's game between these two teams. I mean, they, they just have a knack for going to the wire regardless uh, I felt like Ben Davis could have just taken a knee instead of scoring at the end, and they would have won. But who doesn't love her dramatic finishes? I mean, that's <laughs> what we're here for, for for Mick games, especially rivalry west side versus east side. But uh, this could be the game that Ben Davis does kind of turn things around. I thought Juwan Swanson uh, looked much better. He did get injured in the game, and uh, Chris Patterson came in, their backup quarterback, and did a phenomenal job as well. 
another dual threat guy, but the receiver stepped up big, Donnell Mason in particular, and Dylan Moore really did a nice job. I saw a little bit of Dalen Carnell on the offensive side of things. Um, but Ben Davis's defense looked, looked very impressive. And, and likewise, that so did Warren Central. They just had a couple letdowns there at the end. And uh, still, they, I mean, they held Ben Davis to seven for three quarters. And that offense just couldn't quite get things moving when they needed to uh, for, for the Warriors. But still, I think an offense that is figuring things out. And, and they started to establish a run game, which, which will be uh, definitely a point of, of impact for them moving forward. And that will be uh, – that game is at Ben Davis on Friday. Lawrence North, that will be a fun matchup. Omar Cooper against uh, Dalen Carnell, I'd imagine, would be uh, going against each other somewhat in that game. Uh, Cooper came off a little bit of an injury the week before, but uh, you know he was a little bit touch and go as far as what he was going to be available for on Friday, but turned out to be just, just fine. He uh, had another nice game with uh, six catches for 194 yards, so not not too shabby. He had uh, another couple touchdown uh, catches from Donovan McCulley. That offense, obviously, really, really good for uh, Lawrence North. Uh, that'll be a great matchup. Uh, you know, it's it's again a team that you know hasn't had a lot of success traditionally against Ben Davis, but uh, this year probably has the team to do it uh, in that scenario. And then uh, Pike, another kind of similar situation against Warren Central. They haven't beat them since I believe 2013, uh, and uh, this should be a, another good matchup on Friday night. Pike uh, coming off a 41 nothing uh, win over Lawrence Central, so kind of you know the the Red Devils kind of getting their their footing and. You know, again, that's a team. Xavier Simpson on the on the uh, edge with at receiver, and uh, they have averaged about thirty three points so far. They give up some points, but they score a lot. Kind of the opposite of Warren Central, Logan. No, a- absolutely, you're right. I mean, it's a team that we know can can put some points on the board and, and do it uh, fairly well offensively. Uh, it's a team that that I really like, and I, I'm going to be interested to see. Uh, how they kind of uh, work with kind of a dual quarterback system, what type of uh, system offense we're going to see from them as well. Uh, it's something that I think Warren Central is going to have to be ready for. Because you know that defense is strong for the Warriors, and I think that's where that's where the battle is going to come is is uh, Pike's offense versus Warren Central's defense. Arguably the best game in the state will be at Brownsburg uh, Friday night in the uh, HCC. They host Westfield. Uh, Brownsburg five and zero now. Westfield comes in at four and one, and kind of brought this up in the uh, five things we learned. But uh, Westfield might be, you know, they have an argument possibly as the the third best six uh, A team. And I don't know that. Yeah, you know, I did kind of think that after uh, watching the scrimmage when they played Ben Davis. But then I wondered if I was crazy after Cathedral beat them fifty six twenty. But since then, you know, Westfield four wins in a row. Uh, they haven't played like the the toughest teams uh, the 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 first three weeks of that, but then they beat HSE, uh, come out and beat them fourteen to three on Friday, and that's an HSE team that had been playing really well, and uh, they hold them to one hundred and two yards of offense. Uh, Popeye Williams and and Micah Hauser and that uh, Westfield defense uh, playing really well the last four weeks, and they'll be put to the test against a Brownsburg team that is probably as good offensively as anybody. Uh, lots of weapons, and they've scored over thirty over thirty points in all of their games, and over forty the last two weeks against Avon and Fishers. Uh, beat Fishers this past week, forty-two to six. That game was a running clock the entire second half. It was thirty-five nothing uh, at halftime. Uh, Brownsburg able to rest their uh, their main guys for a lot of that second half, so they should be ready to go. Uh, Luke Lacey had another you know, ninety-five yard touchdown reception. 
Uh, you know, Ben Easters didn't have to do a whole lot. Uh, like I said, they he was out of the game uh, late. And uh, Caleb Marcus, again, three touchdowns rushing in the sophomore. Uh, Donnie Marcus's younger brother is, has, has uh, done a nice job along with Brandon Burks in that, that Brownsburg backfield. Uh, Logan, this looks like a great matchup. It'll decide probably the uh, Hoosier Crossroads Conference. And uh, I don't uh, – I, I haven't picked this game yet. I, I do really like this Westfield team, though, and I think this is going to be a closer game maybe than people realize or uh, you know understand maybe yet how good Westfield is, but I'm a, I'm a believer in the Shamrocks this year. No, I 100% with you. It was, it was a team that we had talked about at the beginning of the year that you know they lost to Cathedral uh, by about 36 points, I believe, in that first game, and, and it, was, it was kind of a head-scratcher. Uh, they were much better than that. Well, then all they've done is win since then. They take down, you know, a tough Harrison team and, and Zionsville and Noblesville. Then the real telling one against was Hampton Southeastern, you know, pulling them to three points, a team that has had some success this year and some some top-tier teams. So uh, I, I think Westfield's kind of back to where we thought they were going to be. We know that they're a good team, and I agree with you. I think this this game could very well decide, you know, the Hoosier Crossroads Conference. And, and I think uh, this is one that – you're definitely going to want to be at and watch. We know Brownsburg is explosive. We know that's a team that can get it done in the big moments. I mean, their 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 closest games coming against Avon and then uh, Saint Xavier out in Ohio, and that one obviously was a fun one for everyone to be watching, whether you were at the game or not. But um, we 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 think that that these two teams probably are the best. We thought it may be coming into the year uh, that, that they were gonna they were gonna be kind of top tier, and, and it's gonna give us a good indicator. On uh, really, I think if anyone does truly have something for center row down the stretch, because it feels like everyone's kind of chasing that. Brownsburg's the, the the team that many names are being thrown out about. You know, Brownsburg in six A, Cathedral in five A. But it's going to be again telling about Brownsburg. How do you how do you turn around and, and get get a win here against a, a team that, that has kind of started rising to the cream of the crop? And Brownsburg's defense too. I think that's maybe the what separates this team maybe from others that they've had. Uh, in recent years, I could put points on the board, but but to have trouble stopping people, uh, they held that Fisher's offense in check uh, Friday night, just six points. Uh, Isaiah Street uh, had another nice game, five tackles and, and one one sack, and uh, Jalen Wilson had a couple of uh, tackles for loss in that game. So uh, those are a couple of guys who've had good seasons for Brownsburg, and uh, they'll be put to the test again. Westfield has done a nice job offensively. Uh, uh, this season, and uh, you know, probably had one of their one of their uh, poorer games, at least from an output standpoint, against HSC. But uh, that was a good opponent, and uh, I expect HSC will uh, will will be right there uh, by the end of the season. It, also, elsewhere in the in the HCC uh, this week, HSC uh, just talked about them. They will be back at home against the Zionsville team uh, that is three and two now, and, and three they have uh, won their last two weeks against uh, Franklin Central and Noblesville. And again, Zionsville is a 5A team, so kind of talking apples and oranges a little bit because they will be, uh, once it gets to the tournament, playing some different teams all together. Uh, and I think a really good, I've got them ranked pretty high in my uh, my AP poll in 5A because uh, I think that's a team that can go somewhere. Also in the HCC, uh, Avon will host Fishers and uh, Noblesville will host Franklin Central uh, on Friday night. So Avon, again, they're uh, keep an eye on them. They're 2-3 and three now and beat Franklin Central 35-7 on Friday. Uh, they're in a position now. They have Fishers this week and then uh, Westfield next week. So uh, a couple of uh, – they should win this week, and then uh, next week be a be, could be another showdown against Westfield. So uh, keep an eye on that one uh, for next week. But uh, elsewhere in uh, in 5A, uh, 
statewide, we've kind of seen, uh, I think Cathedral has, has been the team on everybody's mind. They go out, Logan, and beat uh, St. Xavier again. St. Xavier 0-2 against uh, Indiana teams this year, which is very right. very rare for, uh, for St. X. They usually come in here and take care of business, but... Cathedral had a tough game. This was 25-22. They kind of took took control of that game in the second half, got a 25-15 lead uh, after it was tied at halftime. Uh, it was the lowest output this year as far as points go for Cathedral, but again, uh, re- really impressive. They, they hold uh, St. X down as far as their uh, overall yardage in that game. And uh, Liam Clifford had a couple touchdown catches. I saw him against Brownsburg going to Penn State. He's an excellent receiver. Uh, for St. X, but they hold them to uh, 27 rushing yards and uh, pick off, uh, intercept uh, uh, their quarterbacks twice in that game. So just overall, another really solid uh, showing by Cathedral. Uh, they, they uh, Camden Jordan had, now has uh, nine touchdown catches on the year, had a couple more in this game. Nathan McCahill, another solid game for him. And, and uh, that defense, I think, is getting better uh, throughout the year. And, and Cathedral will host... Uh, Cincinnati LaSalle, another good team out of out of Cincinnati on Friday at Arlington. Uh, but again, Cathedral again showing why they are uh, number one in Class 5A. No, you're absolutely right. Why they're considered one of the top teams in the state, let alone 5A. I mean, this is a team that if you go toe to toe with with Saint Xavier and get a win, I mean, we we saw what what type of team that was on national television against Brownsburg and, and the trouble that they can give these teams, but. You know, it's awesome to see the Indiana teams getting wins. You know, it's awesome seeing that and it really doing a nice job of, of showing the quality of football that can be played here with some of our, our top-tier talent. And that's what you're getting with a team like St. Xavier, one of the best teams you'll find in Cincinnati. And uh, Cathedral, though, I mean, when you look at their resume, that, that huge win against Westfield keeps looking better. The win against Carmel keeps looking better. The win against Chittard looked good. Now St. Xavier, I mean, this is a team that, you know, we're not speculating. They, they, they've given us the results. I mean, this is a team that, that just constantly is winning, and it's going to keep getting tougher. Like I said, the road ahead, you mentioned with LaSalle coming in, they have Elder and that, that coveted Center Grove matchup at the end of the year. I mean, we're going to find out exactly who Cathedral is by the end of this season. Yeah, this if they can stay healthy, uh, that'll be a key as well. Uh, LaSalle is really good. They always are. And then Cincinnati Elder, like you mentioned, next week. And uh, that Center Grove game looms in uh, Week Nine. That'll be that could be a lot of fun uh, in in the last game of the regular season. Kind of a, an upset though in uh, in Five A two this week. Uh, Decatur Central uh, for the first time in a long time loses to Mooresville. Mooresville ranked uh, the uh, new rankings just came out. They're still number two in Four A, but you know Mooresville goes to uh, Decatur Central and wins twenty to fourteen. And uh, not a lo- lot of love lost between those rival teams in the in the mid state, and I know Mooresville uh, came away feeling uh, pretty pretty good about that one, and uh, a chance to win the mid state for the first time in a long time. But we've seen the the rise of this program under Mike Gillen, uh, Logan, the last couple of years. They've lo- they've uh, lost some key guys to graduation, but it, it looks like a program that's that's now here to stay, and they kind of get a signature win on Friday, beating uh, the longtime. Uh, kind of the, not long time, but the last few years has definitely been the king of the mid-state in Decatur Central. No, you're absolutely right. And how about going full circle here with Mike Gillen coaching at Decatur Central and coming back and right. beating them with Mooresville. And we know he's a great coach with his time at Indian Creek and what he could do in the last couple of years has really elevated Mooresville's play. I mean, the, the Pioneers are playing well. And uh, it, it kind of was that signature win that, uh, you know, let your team believe that they could be state champions this year. And you go out and get that type of win. It's, it's a program win. It's one that 
that you'll remember for for years to come. And and now Mooresville sitting five and zero on the season with you know only one team in their way. It feels like you know kind of another local team in Mount Vernon. I I don't think uh, crowning them crowning Mooresville champs uh, in November is too far fetched of a of an idea. No, I don't think so. Elsewhere in five A, New Pal bounces back after their first loss. Uh, in a long time, and beats uh, Pendleton Heights 13-3. to I know they were missing quite a few guys in that game from due to injuries from the week before against Mount Vernon, and uh, but they get the job done. Really good defensive effort to beat a good, a very good Pendleton Heights team uh, on the road. And then uh, Whiteland, they're ranked 7th this week, uh, 48-0 over Perry Meridian. And like I mentioned earlier, Zionsville also, they're ranked number 9, and they go on to win over Noblesville. Uh, you mentioned 4A, Logan. This is this is a lot of fun. I mean, Mount Vernon 5-0 and now. They beat Delta uh, 35-0. Mooresville, uh, like we mentioned, they also win. And then uh, Ron Colley, they're, uh, they win 42-0 over Garen Catholic. And I think you look at all three of those teams. That's why I kind of think 4A is intriguing this year because I think all three of those teams have a chance to go a long way. Uh, Mount Vernon beat Ron Colley in the semi-state last year. And uh, it could be, could be a, a similar type of situation this year. Uh, Ron Colley's sectional a little bit easier than the other two uh, when I mentioned Mooresville and uh, uh, Mount Vernon. But, uh, you know, this Ron Colley team, Baron Hebler, a uh, very good running back, and he's kind of carried the load for this Ron Colley team. They they bounced back nicely from that loss to Chittard with wins over Columbus North and Garen, and now they go to Harrison on Friday. And Harrison, a good 5A program. Uh, this game was scheduled because of a, uh, a situation for uh, uh, contact tracing from COVID that both they needed an opponent and they'll play each other Friday night. And uh, another good test for Ron Colley on the road. No, I think what uh, what also is impressive is when you go throughout all of these polls and you start looking, I mean, the majority of these teams sitting at the top are all Central Indiana teams. I mean, Central mm-hmm. Indiana right now really dominate from, from 6A to 1A. I mean, it's Class A football. You're seeing teams – Lutheran all the way up. I mean, that are that are are at the top of the food chain, so to speak. Uh, it, it's it's very impressive the level of play that we're seeing, even in these mid tier levels. We talk about all the time how like you know three A and four A. Sometimes these classes where there's a lot of movement up and down with the success factor and sectionals getting scrambled. Uh, it always feels like it's anyone's ball game, and we're starting to see a little stability from some of these Central Indiana teams. Yeah, speaking of stability, uh, Chittard forty-two nothing over Southport <laughs> on a Friday. They are uh, four and one now, and uh, I, I they are ranked uh, back at number one this week. I just saw the poll just came out a few uh, minutes ago, uh, so they were two. They were two last week. They're back to one, and I think probably rightly so. They're they're the only losses to Cathedral. Uh, Thomas Coleman had uh, four touchdown catches in that win over Southport, so just running wild in the in the Cardinals secondary. And then Danville, uh, Danville is ranked fifth again this week. Uh, they beat Tri West, uh, not a, a game that I thought would be closer than it was, twenty-eight to seven. Danville, Jamie Comer in his first year, uh, d- doing a great job. Uh, Danville lost a couple of games due to uh, one opponent had contact tracing issues and one that they did. So, uh, but they they uh, are three and zero now on the season uh, at Danville. So. Uh, the, the beat hasn't stopped there after Casey Woods leaves and uh, and Jamie Comer takes over, and they play at Southmont this week. Uh, Logan, you mentioned the uh, the local teams. Also, uh, Lutheran just keeps on winning, and also Heritage Christian in uh, Class 2A. Heritage Christian now 4-0. 
really interesting game. I think this week they play Covenant Christian. Covenant Christian's kind of been on the rise as well. Uh, they are ranked uh, number eight now in 1A as it comes out today. And Luther and I mentioned that them, they're number one in 1A. Uh, but this could be a really interesting game between uh, two schools that, you know, Covenant Christian hasn't had football that long, and, and Heritage Christian, they only go back to about, uh, I think, two th- mid-2000s uh, for their program, too. So, you know, two programs, I think, that could have good things coming for them this year, and, and Heritage Christian been building for a while uh, under Kyle Ray, really a dominant team this year. But uh, if you're looking for a good small school football game, that could be one to see Friday night. No, that definitely is the one, and, and we've talked about Covenant Christian now for the last couple of years. It's kind of when are they going to break through? We've seen them get up there and just not quite be able to get those big wins. But this is an opportunity now to to really put your name on the map and once again establish a win for your program, establish, establish a win for your guys, and catapult through those rankings in Class A. Right now, Logan, who do you like? Uh, you know, if if you're looking from a you know perspective of you know who is the who is the third best team in Class Six A? Who, who would who? Yeah, I think we I think we probably you know, Center Grove right now is is number one. I would say Brownsburg pretty solidly at number two. Is it someone around here? Is it, is it Merrillville? Is it someone else? Uh, we're not thinking of at this point. You know, it's real it's real tough to to give a nod to any of those teams in the region just from being down here. When uh, the most we see of them is usually uh, you know their their second units playing. Uh, against some of our best players out at Lucas Oil. So uh, it, it's tough to give a nod to some of those teams uh, just because we never exactly know the type of competition they're playing up there. Uh, what we do know, though, is that a team like Lafayette Jeff uh, for the last couple of years has, has been playing really good football. Uh, they've been able to put some points on the board. When you look at some of the teams that they have faced, uh, and you, you can make a couple of comparisons, uh, but it's still kind of a smaller school in comparison to 6A. Uh, and the success that they've had uh, in football has been a little bit limited on the, you know, the, the championship side. Uh, so when you're looking at a team like that, I still think it, it comes down to uh, you know North Central or Westfield. I really feel like uh, one of those two teams uh, could really be the third best team. Um, uh, but I think the gap really is that large. Now the gap from you know third to fifteenth isn't that large, but <laughs> right. from fourth, first to third, it feels like there is. There is a large gap, but I think regardless, if you take out those top two teams of Center Grove and Brownsburg, I think there's plenty of parity to go around. Yeah, I would agree with you, and I still, you know, you wonder about Lawrence North, you know, can they hang with, uh, you know, put enough points on the board, and that'll be interesting as well, but I would agree with you, I, and I, if you, you mentioned Lafayette Jeff, I think if you talk to other coaches, uh, Pat Shanley and the job he's done there at Lafayette Jeff is very uh, highly respected uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see. They will have them and Merrillville are in the same sectional, so uh, it will be interesting to see who comes out of that uh, when we look ahead here to uh, the tournament. But uh, Logan, where will you guys be uh, on Friday night? Where will the Mick Network uh, be headed? Mick Network will be at Pike High School. Red Devils taking on the Warren Central Warriors. You talked about you know the Red Devils not getting a win against Warren Central since 2013. You know, I was at that game the last time it happened, watching Brent Lyles just run circles around that Warren Central defense. I mean, that was back in the days with Taylor Sanders and Rashad Medeiros. I mean, it's a couple couple big names there for Pike that uh, it was kind of their coming out party and welcoming to the Mick. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was a game where, you know, Coach Derek Morris was still there, and uh, the Red Devils were were looking hot and scoring at will. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see if they can make that, that same magic happen again Friday night. But that, that is where we'll be, Pike versus Warren Central. 
That would be an interesting guy. Yeah, I, I really do think that'll be a intriguing matchup between those teams, uh, two kind of different styles. And, and uh, you obviously Warren's had the upper hand uh, for years in that rivalry. Uh, that was a that was a fun uh, that was a fun season. That 2013 uh, team, uh, that Pike team, went seven and five. Uh, I believe that was the year that, uh, or maybe it was the. Uh, uh, it was actually a year later when uh, Pike played Ben Davis in that uh, game that, I don't know if you remember this, they started on Friday night. There was about uh, not even maybe a minute left in the game. I was covering this game. It was at Pike, and they stopped the game because the Lightning had to come back on Saturday morning and finish it. And it literally took like 10 minutes of real time to, to you know, you get out there, you start the game, and the game was over. And Ben Davis goes down the field. They stop Pike. Uh, go down the field and and score. I think we believe it was Chris Evans scored on a, uh, a lo- kind of a long player. At least got him down there to score. Uh, it, that was that Kyle Kastner, uh, you know, Chris Evans team that uh, went on to win state. They won a ton of games that were kind of like that, like wild uh, finishes, uh, including in the tournament. A lot of close wins. Uh, that was a really fun. Ben Davis team to cover, but uh, yeah, just uh, I'm just. Uh, shooting off at the hip here from memory, but uh, that that was a fun game. Pike Pike and Ben Davis played in some of those wild games, and I anticipate that could be a kind of a wild game uh, Friday night, Logan, Pike and Warren Central, and I, I don't know, even know who I would pick to win that game. Yeah, and I think you're thinking of that 2014 team where Ben Davis won. It was it was it was like week three where they, those yeah. teams were scoring in the 50s. I mean, they were just they were going back and forth. That, that was a that was a very fun game. And, uh, we're looking forward to it though, this week with Warren Central and Ben Pike. I, like I said, I think uh, it's going to be a lot of a lot of people are going to get a good look here at Pike's offense and uh, against Warren Central's defense because we know we know that Warren Central defense is legit. They don't give up that many points. Uh, they force a good amount of turnovers, so uh, it's going to be a chance to really take a look at that and see if Warren Central's offense has got any better against a swarming Pike defense. I mean, when you look at a common opponent against Lawrence Central. Uh, it's a team that they both beat, you know, very handily. So when you look at the kind of the common opponents, these two teams match up as, as even as they go. Well, have fun out there Friday night. This week six of the high school football season, and uh, it's been a great one so far. You know, it's been a lot of fun just kind of being out and having a, some, some uh, you know, feeling like we got some routine again, and, and uh, it's gone pretty well. We've had some – there were, it seemed like a few more uh, setbacks as far as teams having to sit out last week, so – you know, be careful out there and, uh, and and stay as safe as you can and uh, enjoy high school football. Uh, it's good to have it, and uh, it's been fun to cover again. Logan, thanks for coming on. Yes, thank you very much. We'll talk to you next time.